Hello, this is Robert Rickover. I'm an Alexander Technique teacher in Lincoln, Nebraska. I teach in Toronto, Canada as well, and these days mostly online. My guest today is Penelope Easton, who is an Alexander Technique teacher who lives in County Clare, Ireland. And she originally uh, read zoology at Cambridge, then trained in the Alexander Technique, and then discovered Miss Goldie and worked with her for Miss Goldie being Margaret Goldie, one of Alexander's early assistants. Uh, studied with her for four years, which set her on quite a lengthy journey to understand the difference between her teaching and most of the other teaching in, in England, I assume, at that time. Uh, she's also written a book called um, The Alexander Technique, 12 Fundamentals of Integrated Movement, and it will, it will be published uh, later this month. I'll put a link to Penelope's website, which will have information on how to order that book, which I have done, by the way. I ordered it directly from the publisher. I think it's cheaper to get it from the publisher than Amazon. So just the the, good yeah. So we're going to do a series of conversations uh, today, um, mostly based on uh, Penelope's work with Miss Goldie, inspired by uh, uh, that work. And the first this is the first of the series we're doing now, and it's really going to be about how Penelope uh, came to discover Miss Goldie and what her lessons were like and how that um, set her off on this 30-year journey to understand what, what Miss Goldie's all about. So after saying all that, welcome, Penelope, and... Um, could you say a little bit how it was that you came across a Margaret Goldie? Yes. So, um, yeah, I took my first lessons back in 1983 because my back had gone into a spasm and I was pretty well cracking up at the time. And they were beautifully quiet and they calmed me down and they saved the day, which was fantastic. And I just fell in love with the technique straight off. And um, I had... Um, a series of teachers, first in Cambridge and then I moved to London. Um, and both from, I started with Carrington teachers and then when I discovered Nisha School, I went to uh, McDonald teachers and then I did my training. And I didn't realize that I'd never really learned how to work on myself. I just, I didn't discover that because, you know, you stand in front of the chair, you get worked on, you do what you're told, you, you get yep. moved in and out of the chair. And um, we never really, we weren't taught how to work on ourselves, but I didn't know that until my training finished and I built a practice. And six months into my practice, I could not keep my youth going. I didn't know what I was doing. And I was in a mess. And I thought, what do I do? And there was a whole choice of first generation teachers in London at that time. Um, and I went to Miss Goldie because, actually because John Hunter had been to Miss Goldie and he was the main assistant at, at Nisha's and he was doing something so different and so beautiful. I thought, I want what John has. 
And if mm-hmm. he got it from Miss Goldie, I didn't know if he got it from Miss Goldie, but yeah. well, that's where I'll go. And um, so I did. I mm-hmm. turned up, uh, booked a lesson, which was a process in itself, by the way. You know, you, some friends who had been gave me some cues. She will ask you how much you're going to pay her. <laughs> Right. Um, she would ask me whether you're going to be a tourist. So I, I passed the interview on the phone, got a lesson, and um, it was great. It was calm, and um, she wore a hat. She was 86 at the time, very old-fashioned clothes, um, but rather rather somber. Um, and uh, very nice lesson. Booked another one. Came the following week, and the gloves came off. You know, the hat was off. <laughs> I can, I can imagine. I had the sense the hat kept it in, you know, yeah. when the hat came off, out came the temper. You know nothing about the technique. Uh-huh. You know absolutely nothing. She said, um, I was asking her questions. If Mr. Alexander could see what you were, could hear your questions, um, I've forgotten the phrase, um, you know, he would be turning in his grave if he could see what you are asking in the name of his technique. And which was really confusing because, you know, I've had lovely teachers. They quite clearly did know about the technique, but she kept saying, you know nothing. Um, Anyway, I carried on. She brought me to quiet and she taught me how just to give consent and let something happen from a place of quiet. But I carried on being a passive pupil because that's what I knew how to be. And lesson six, she challenged me. I came in, she stood me in front of the chair. How many lessons have you taken so far? Um, six, Miss Goldie. I don't know why you bother. You have not begun to think for yourself away from here. <laughs> she tirated at me all lesson. I was in tears uh, and a bit of my head thinking, I could walk out of this. I don't need this. Um, and another bit of my head thinking, I'll show the old bat. So, um, which was a a very healthy response, I think. So I went home and I stopped in front of my kettle. I didn't just, you know, lunge for it like I might normally do. I stopped and I brought myself to quiet like she showed me, but not feeling into my body, but bringing my mind to my brain up out of the way so that it was out of the way of my hand. And then I gave consent for my hand to move and it just moved and it encountered the kettle. And, and just responded to the kettle. And when I lifted the kettle, it was with exactly the right response. And I'd never moved like that before. Um, and in that moment, I made a, a whole shift. You know, there was a whole discovery process there. And something new began at that moment. And I went back ready to tell her about it next week, but she knew immediately, which was amazing. And um, And I think what, she taught me in that moment was that game that Alexander plays in Use of the Self, where he has to, in order to really discover how to speak in the new way, he has to come completely to quiet so that whatever stimulus he offers himself, he doesn't make a response. And then when he chooses to speak, his whole brain nervous system can organize it in a different way and something new happens. Because I don't know about you, Robert, but right from the beginning, I was asking, how did Alexander develop the technique? He had nobody putting his hands on him. 
That was always the question. Yeah, there he was at the edge of the British Empire. Um, and where did he come up with this? Yeah. And, and I've been asking it and nobody had been able to give me an answer. And I, I felt that Goldie gave me at least one of the answers. I think there's more than one, but um, that was certainly one of the answers. And I worked with her for four years. Um, and then uh, we moved out of London, we moved to Sheffield, I had a baby and life carried on, you know, like it does. Um, and I started trying to understand what she'd given me because it was so different and it was so precise. It, it was and this, this state of deeper quiet that I felt she brought me into where my system, it wasn't just a pause, it was a real stop. But this deep quiet from which something could emerge out of me that I'd never done before, that nobody had ever done with me. And that was new. Um, and so she died in 1997. And I, um, I was actually very ill at the time. And um, it was a few years before I'd recovered again. And I kept waiting for somebody to come forward and present her work. And nobody ever did. And so in the end, I wrote my little booklet, my lessons with Miss Goldie that you, you read yep. and, um, and did a workshop on it at the Oxford Congress. And that's where the, the Goldie workshop started. And that's also when I had the idea to write the book and it's been 15 years in the writing, not 16 years. Um, so it's all gone from there. Yeah, it's you know, just uh, to insert a, a personal note of my own. Uh, I was in London in the early 80s, late 70s, early 80s, and I actually did see her once. I was taking lessons with someone who was in the same office as she was in Soho. I caught a glimpse of her and she was she looked very old fashioned. I just remember getting that that glimpse of her. But your experience with her that the, the question you had how do I work on my own? Um, that, in fact, was answered for me by Marjorie Barstow. Um, very different approach than Miss Goldie. Marjorie would not have said, what are you doing here? <laughs> but she was a tough old lady in her own way, really tough and very precise in her thinking. And she, she got me to actually start self-directing in an efficient way, which I had never, it's not part of my training really, as far as I can remember. It's been a long time now, so yeah. Well, isn't that interesting? Excuse me, the cat's in the room. <laughs> so much for the cat. <laughs> Well, that that was quick. <laughs> she's an old lady too, and I know once she starts yowling, she will yowl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yes, it's interesting what you say there that the mainstream technique. I mean, it it it, it has a lot of wonderful things, but somehow it doesn't quite. There's, there's something that got sidelined. I think. Would you say something that somehow? Well, I think make it into the mainstream education of us. Well, just like you, when I was in London, there were all there were even more probably uh, 
sec, you know, people who trained with Alexander. And I went to pretty much all of them, not 100% because there were some political issues around who you could see or not see. But um, uh, I, I explored pretty much anyone I could find. I wish I had, in fact, gone to see Miss Goldie instead of this other guy who was in her office, who was not, not that great. Um, but it does seem like today when Alexander teachers think about, well, who were the, the second generation teachers and lineages, let's say, it would be Carrington, McDonald, Barlow. Um, I don't know who else in England, Peter Scott, maybe. I don't really know that much about him. And then some people would know, oh, yeah, there's Marjorie Barstow. And then there's some people in the States who went over there, went back to the States. And, and then a very few people, they all know that Miss Goldie was one of his assistants, but they don't really see her as a strand of Alexander teaching, at least from what I could what I could see. No, well, she never had a school, of course. And I yeah, think she that, did not train teachers. Yeah. You know, what, you've, what you've named, Scott worked alongside McDonald's, and one could also put the Walkers into that list, perhaps. Sure, um, sure. Again, who were first-generation teachers. Right, the Walkers, right. And right. Goldie never had a school, and she never advertised. She was, she was a well-clept secret, and people had to sort of... You know, I've heard tales of people going, you know, behind Carrington's back and behind McDonald's back. And certainly anyone from Misha's went behind Misha's back to go and see sure. her. Yeah. She wasn't particularly liked by the establishment because I think she was so outspoken about she didn't like what was happening in the mainstream schools. And <laughs> we've gone on to my second question that I asked, why was Miss Goldie so angry? Well, so I wonder if we should answer that question in uh, the next interview. What do you think? Okay. Um, so we've we'll have covered your sort of initial history with her and your your journey of self discovery, which you will tell us about more uh, in episode two. How's how's that? That's splendid, Robert. So. Yeah. Uh, we'll end this conversation. Uh, my, my guest has been Penelope Easton, an Alexander teacher in County Clare, Ireland. And we're doing a series on Miss Goldie and Miss Gold, Margaret Goldie and her discoveries. And we'll do part two in just a moment. Thanks for being on this show.